Bonnelly is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What the deal be everybody here in Chicago? This is your boy, Kali Adams. This is the Spawn of Me podcast with Kali Adams. I am your host. Thank you so much for being here this week and every week on our show. Massive love to you all at home who are rocking here on Twitch and at home in podcast land. It's always super, super dope to be able to have you uh, here with us rocking and, and and making sure we can get you in where you fit in super excited to be rocking with you all today uh chilling with you all and 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 hanging and rocking and getting the show together it has been a minute uh the show was a little bit late this week uh because i was gone um i was not here in planet Bracago. i was not here in portland i was out running around doing some things um and and interestingly enough very very new things um if you missed the news um or if you missed the show last week we had a fantastic show where i teased a little bit of what i was going to be doing that some new things were going to be happening uh here on the show uh so i am i am very excited about getting some of that together and sharing all that with you that's going to be super fun to be able to talk about and, and, and dig into uh, in a real way. I'm I'm super excited at the new prospects of everything that's happening uh, and really excited to hear, you know, everybody at home, you know, dig into some of what's 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 going on uh, in, in the world in a real way. I, I, you know, it's really cool to be able to kind of tease a thing and then and then talk about it a little bit later once it actually comes out in in the world uh if you did not get the news i have left intel um had a fantastic almost three years with that crew uh a fantastic you know chance to work with some of the biggest biggest and best and brightest over on that side of the pc gaming space it was a blast to be able to hang out with and work with on a daily basis so many brilliant creative minds uh you know talking about and bringing good conversations around and good products uh, to the world uh on the pc gaming space you know i was doing that work for about two and a half years um it was it was super cool to be to be able to do it uh and and to figure out ways to you know uh, expand some of the work that I do here on spawn on me into a place that, that, that was directly tied to the gaming industry. It's always really, really cool when you're able to kind of, you know, bridge your hobby into a career. Uh, and that, that has been something that's been really dope. Um, I never thought that that was going to, never, never thought I was going to be able to do that in, uh, uh, any real, any real way. Uh, but it was always a goal to try to figure out how to kind of bridge podcasting into a more sustainable career. You know, the podcasting game is very, very tenuous. You know, a lot of shows don't make any money off of what they do in the podcasting space. They don't really uh, are not. No, most people aren't able to flip, flip their cre- uh, content creation into something else. Um, to be able to kind of sustain that it is very rare to be able to either stream full time or to, you know, be a YouTuber full time or a TikTok star full time and, and make a career and make 
um, you know, actual money <laughs> in a real way uh, to be able to do that. But I've luck, you know, through some luck and through some skill and through, you know, a bunch of good networking and, and, and meeting good folks over the, the past 10 years, I've been able to flip Spawn on Me into, you know, a career. Um, we've had, you know, so many folks from Intel come on the show to talk about the things they did, some of the projects that I worked on, some of the cool stuff that was in that space. And I, I have to give them massive, again, amounts of love for believing in Spawn on Me, letting me continue to do Spawn on Me full time while having that nine to five job. And 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 also a lot of my managers, you know, Mark Sabotnik, uh, Marcus Kennedy, uh, Kim Pallister, uh, all those folks understanding that the work that I do here at Spawn on Me is like something that is actually a boon to the work that I was doing over there. Uh, but that time is now past. Uh, I left last week, uh, Friday. That uh, was my last day working with them. I love those cats. They're super fun. Uh, but if you didn't see the work, the, the words and, and the videos and the, and the pictures on Twitter, uh, this past week, I was down in LA. I've started a new job over at Riot Games, Riot Games makers of League of Legends, Valorant, uh, Wild Rift, and, and and some other cool stuff that's coming down the, down the pipe at some point. Um, I'm working in their diversity and inclusion space. I'm a pro- project manager on some of the sales and partnerships partnership teams. Uh, so it is it is a really wild time here for me and for Spawn on Me and for you know, all the cool stuff that we're going to be able to do in the future as a show and to me personally in my professional life outside of the podcasting content creation game. Uh, I'm very, very excited to be rocking with those folks over there uh, now with some brilliant, brilliant people who really care about the future of this industry and really care about how we're going to drive the conversation forward um, in a in a big way. Uh, so that's going to be very, very cool, uh, to, to, to start that process, to start that new journey. Uh, it is, it is nuts to think that, you know, uh, one of the first, one of the first gaming industry, uh, groups I remember seeing was at GDC many, many years ago at this point. Um, you know, the, I sat down in a, in a, in a conference room, there was a speaker talking, there was a, a conference happening or a panel happening. And I remember seeing these folks just walk through uh, and roll super deep. Uh, and all of them had, had Riot, Riot game jackets on. Um, I remember that vision very, very clearly. Um, and it was it was just wild to see how deep they rolled and, and how much fun it looked like they were all having at, at GDC. Um, flash forward 10 years later, um, through Spawn and Me, through all the work that we've all done together as Bricago residents and all the wonderful things you all helped me do, I am now employed by them and working with them um, and, and, and you know, getting to use the skills that I've learned over the past 10 years to kind of help make games that they make better and a community around that, that those games better. Uh, so, you know, again, this is a win for not only for me and my family, but this is a win for Bricago. I think this is a win for... For, for all of us here. Um, this is a win for the conversation around diversity. This is a win for, um, again, seeing more black and brown folks in in video game spaces that are able to to, to, to do that work in a, in a broader way. Uh, so, you know, it, uh, the conversation changes a little bit in terms of 
you know what we usually again see in those conversations about like who's who's going to who are the people who you're going to see in those spaces spawn of me was a, was a show that was created to spotlight people of color in the gaming industry and now i am uh, officially like as a part of a studio now one of those people too uh so that is that is amazing shout out to our folks in the chat doc tagger who who hit us up with a sub and and said congrats on the new gig at riot very very cool ms geek stocking stopping in from geek lab to say hello and i hope you're having a beautiful day and a good stream thank you so much for to both of you i'm, I'm a little bit rusty stumbling over my words today uh but i but i'm hyped to be able to, to share that good news with all of you at home uh it is it is very very cool uh again to be able to do that work in in, in a broader way um so word we have a really good show today uh it's probably not going to be that long i think you know there's this you know some stuff that's happening uh and, and some of the major kind of conversations and stories for sure uh so uh, i kind of want to just get into it this week you know uh, down in la i kind of missed some stuff uh i missed a bunch of things actually because i was just like heads down doing doing work uh from our first week of orientation and things like that um and it was it was um it was it was wild being able to kind of just roll around and hang out with people uh, you know, I got to see Paris and I got to see Danny and I got to see, uh, Rihanna, of course, Paris Lee and, 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 um, uh, Danny Pena of Gamertag Radio. Those are the fam. I got to hang out with them, uh, during the week for a little bit and see them. So it was nice to be able to kind of reconnect with them. Um, somebody put up a, a, another picture of, well, Danny and I took a picture, uh, uh together and, and then we did our little rib beef, uh, picture with me in Paris. That, that did some some fun things on the internet so that was that was super cool to see that as well um so this week yeah i think there's a couple things that i want to dig into uh three stories that i think are the most interesting ones of this particular week it is always pretty busy but the, the summer is always kind of um the summer is always kind of uh quiet in terms of game in terms of game uh conversations and game uh reveals you know next week or no not even next week this week coming up is going to be ea play uh you know there's going to be some reveals there that we're, we're super excited to see um come down the pipe and i'm sure that there are going to be other things that we didn't know uh some rumored stuff that's always in the mix uh, of course but there's always going to be some some stuff that's like kind of in the space, but also maybe not in the space. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens for EA Play folks when they drop their new uh, uh, games or at least conversations around their games uh, next week. Um, actually, I really want to show off something else too. <laughs> see if I can see if I can find that bad boy. Uh, while we're doing that, um, there was a couple of interesting revelations that popped up during this week. The first one that I want to dig into that I think was really wild and not, not expected at all was the valve steam deck that wind up getting shared from our friends over at uh, valve. You know, you don't expect that to be a thing, uh, a new handheld getting revealed in some form or fashion that is not 
a thing that you have an expectation for where you're just like, oh, well, let me go hang out uh, and do some stuff. Um, and you see like what's happening, like what's happening in the world? What's going on? There was a conversation about a new console happening. Uh, so Valve released uh, information about their Steam Deck handheld that's coming to you uh, uh, from them. It It is a kind of weird device. It is, it is a device that I didn't understand what it's supposed to do in the space. It's gonna be a fully fledged PC that you'll be able to control and hold in your hands. It has a really interesting form factor, has two sticks that are on the top of it that are kind of you know horizontally aligned across from each other. Two small trackpads that are underneath those, the classic shoulder and and trigger buttons that are there, uh, that are that are kind of you know akin to a usual controller with the the ABXY buttons as well. I it is it is a big ass device. I'll just say it real fast. That joint looks huge. It's a uh, let's go through some of the. I want to go through some of the details. Because I think the details are, are are the things that are going to make this really interesting, and mm, I, like interesting is one word to put it. I I I am I am confused as to what this thing is going to wind up being. I will say this because uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to jump between a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, and again, shout out to everybody in the chat today. Um, I do see you. Um. The thing that I find to be the most interesting is around um, who is this supposed to be for? What is the kind of intended users for this? What are the kind of first things that you should kind of think about when you're potentially purchasing this? And if you're on the fence, why would you kind of cop it? Um, I think it's really, I think it's really dope to be able to have a thing like this in the space. I was talking to Danny in Paris about this because they had seen it before I had, and it, it, it's it's uh, it's it's a wild thing to see, just as a conceptual piece of tech. It's also weird to see on the heels of the Switch uh, OLED get talked about. Um, it's also just kind of, kind of, uh, like, I don't know. I, I kind of hope and wonder, you know, who is supposed, like, who are the folks who are supposed to get this thing? Um, I was on the fence about it initially because. I just didn't know what the size of it with the, 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 the kind of tech that was in it, you know, what kind of expectations I was going to have. And then during that conversation with, with, with Danny in, in, in Paris, the thing that came across was like, Oh, there are certain games that I just don't have privy to on my console shirt because it's a PC. But the thing that I, that I came back to was, what experiences and games am I really looking to play 
on this device that right now I don't have on my console, won't have on Game Pass, won't have on any of those things that I'm actually really excited to actually jump back into on those things. The first game that I thought of that actually made me go pre-order, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll actually be able to play Loop Hero on this in my lap on a screen that has a dock. I can dock that to my to my TV because I remember going through and looking for my Steam, my Steam dock and looking for all the stuff that I had. I was like, oh, well, let me try to play this one game through my Nvidia Shield or let me try to figure out how to connect this to it. And it was just a pain in the ass to try to figure out how to do all that kind of stuff. There's lots of ways to be able to do it. It just never felt like you were able to do it well. And I think that's going to be the thing where I'm going to kind of go back and figure out like, oh, okay, here are some games that I actually care about to be able to play some of those things, um, you know, in, in another device that's going to be potentially really close to my TV. The things I, 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 you know, being able to kind of connect to Bluetooth controllers and all that kind of stuff is going to be, uh, you know, where I think this thing shines. Um, you know, folks in the chat are saying, you know, I will say the D-pad placement is odd to me, but I feel like it wouldn't be playing fighting games on it anyway. Yeah, like, you know, I'm not going to be playing Mortal Kombat on this thing in that way. Uh, Danger, Danger's voice says Valve made the Switch Pro instead of Nintendo did. Kind of, sort of, in some ways. Uh, that, that definitely kind of checks out in that way. Um, you know, uh, Liquid says they really wanted to play uh, Oudin Chronicles when it releases on this. Yeah, so I think I think this is going to have a lot of variation on a couple of ideas. Where do you want to play? What games are you really excited to play that, that are on your PC that you didn't want to stream from your 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 your, your gaming deck? Um, it, it, that's going to be the thing that is going to be the most interesting part. This. The Stream Deck 7-inch screen is an LCD, has 16, 16 by 10 uh, aspect ratio, so it's going to be 720p, or let me see, 720p resolution and 60 hertz. Uh, you'll have dual band Wi-Fi, 2.4 and 5, 5 uh, gigahertz networks, 5.0 Bluetooth for controllers, accessories. Unlike the Switch, uh, you'll be also be able to do audio there. The problem now is when you start to get to the variations in the kinds of uh, SKUs that they have. There's a 399 base model that has 64 gigs of storage. Uh, if you move up, you go to 529, uh, which gives you a 256 gigabyte PCIe 3.0 NVMe SSD. Comes with this exclusive Steam Community uh, Profile Bundle. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be. The most expensive version is the 649 version, which has a 512 gigabyte NVMe SSD they refers to it as the high speed version of it. Um, and a, a kind of anti glare etched screen or etched glass version of it. Again, if you're getting a 399 version, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that with, with only 64 gigabytes of storage. I don't know what that's supposed to really do. Um, the most interesting, Interesting, excuse me, interesting news that came out a day afterward was they were running an OS that was kind of this Linux based version of the OS for Steam for Steam OS. They came out the day afterward and said, you can load anything you want on it. So if you want to put Windows on it, you can. If you want to, you know, you want to put uh, 
Epic Game Store on it because, you know, through Windows, you could. That actually is the most interesting layer to all of this, to be to be honest. Having that be a thing that you're going to be able to do is actually what's going to make this thing worth using in a real way. You have a dock. You'll be able to carry stuff around with you, connect it to a monitor if you wanted to go, you know, carry a monitor with you. There's a lot of flexibility in that. The thing that I do think is going to be problematic, though, is just that this thing is going to be big. It's going to be heavy. I don't know how hot this thing is going to run. What are the thermals going to be like? You know, also, uh, like Liquid says in the chat, this is going to be an amazing thing if you want to run some emulators on it. Uh, But are you how like you're going to load all that stuff up onto that onto that screen? And that's that to me is going to be where the trade-offs are going to wind up happening. You know, how comfortable is it going to be? It has a lot of buttons on it. Is that going to be okay for people who have smaller hands? Again, how hot is this thing going to run? But the potential, you know, for what this could be in a real way for a, a, a 720 screen is going to be, you know, kind kind of interesting. You know, you're you're going to be to have some some motion controls with it. There's a, a part of the video that they showed when they when they previewed it of like you holding down one of those trackpads and being able to use a gyroscope in it to kind of do stuff. Um, I, I, it, it, this is going to just be a weird, a weird, 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 uh, uh, device. I I'm kind of excited for it, but I think people's hands are going to cramp <laughs> using this thing in a real way. It, it's, it's just a very wild con conceptual thing, um, out in the world. It will be interesting to see what they do when people start sideloading things into it. It will be wild to see what happens when people start to, to throw on other stores and seeing, you know, what things work really well with other things. You know, sometimes, you know, controller support isn't necessarily great for every game, but it will be good for some stuff. Um, I, I want to get my hands on one. I pre-ordered mine late, so I'm not going to get mine at all to potentially like late Q3 of next year. Hopefully we still won't have those issues in terms of silicon uh, deficiencies or, or, or being able to get silicon in the world. So you would be able to kind of, you know, actually get one because of the hardware and with everybody having jumped on the pre-order wagon, I definitely kind of have a feeling that there will be some delays when it comes to this thing. Like I, I, I know that that's going to wind up being a thing. It has to be with the way that the world works right now. I, me thinking that this is going to drop and everybody's going to get the allocated versions that they wanted. I, I that's, that doesn't, that doesn't ring true to me in my head. Um, so we'll see what that means uh, for the steam deck. Again, if you, folks from valve, if you want to send me one, I'd love to check it out for review uh, because I'm very, very curious about what this thing is going to wind up being. Next story. Uh, everything on the planet is delayed. <laughs> everything is delayed. Uh, you know, we just got a, we just got confirmation that, you know, a couple of things are not going to be coming out soon. Uh, battlefield is not delayed, uh, but it will have cross progression. Uh, which I found out today was going to be a thing that is super exciting. I'm actually really excited to be talking about that. Uh, this video is a part of other parts of the conversation, not not the delayed part. 
things that did get delayed are Ubisoft's uh, Extraction. That got delayed to, to, to 2022. Uh, also, Writers Republic got delayed uh, to, to 2022. That is v- actually pretty, pretty sad. I, I was really excited for both of those, for both of those games uh, to be coming out. Um, I am super excited for those things to be pushed out into the world when they wind up uh, uh, being ready. Um, you know, Ubisoft dropped a statement that said, our ambition with Rainbow Six Extraction to deliver a full-fledged AAA experience that changes the way you play and think about cooperative games with unique features like missing in action and or the sprawl. Every mission is set to be a tense and challenging experience in which you'll lead these elite operatives of Rainbow Six in a fight against lethal and evolving alien threat. We are embracing this opportunity to take additional time to bring the vision to life in a way that it deserves in January 2022. And we are confident that this will ensure Rainbow Six Extraction is an immersive, cooperative and thrilling experience that we set out to create uh, with one that you hope to uh, hope to want to play. Um, also, Riders, Riders uh, Republic's folks said to ensure that we can deliver the best uh, game for all players. We've made the tough decision to delay our release to September 2 uh, from September 2 to October 28th. Uh, and this will give us more time to fine tune the experience. Again, Battlefield is Battlefield 2042 is not getting delayed, at least from what we know. Uh, this video in the background is just some 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 gameplay uh, so that we can talk about the fact that crossplay is going to be in that game. But that game is getting uh, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction and Riders Republic are going to be delayed. Um, and I think this is going to be a, a, again a, a trend uh, that is going to be happening a lot where a lot of stuff that we were really excited for is just not going to make its initial launch date that they may have might have talked about um that being said you know folks are saying elden ring yeah i think elden ring is probably going to get delayed maybe potentially um you know uh i am i'm sad that 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 those games are going to get delayed but again i think if you're not thinking about that as a real potential thing that's a bad look on, on, on your end. Like you have to be paying attention to the fact that probably everything is going to get delayed. Um, there are lots of things that are happening. Everyone is still working through COVID. Uh, you know, we, you know, the lockdowns are going to continue to happen, um, with variants happening. And also so many other States that might not have necessarily locked down properly now having large resurgences of, 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 of COVID, uh, I was down in LA and everything seemed to be pretty okay for, for the time that I was there. And then right towards the end of my trip, a new, you know, lockdown, not lockdown was fully implemented, but a, a new resurgence of the, you know, everyone, you put your masks back on conversation happened, uh, during that part of the, uh, of, of the week. It's just going to continue to happen. We're going to be dipping in and out of these states of, you know, you can take your mask off if you're vaccinated. You should put your mask back on if you're not. Uh, if you, Even if you are, uh, the CDC is continuing to change uh, protocols, you know, on the fly based on numbers that we're seeing in terms of ramp ups uh, of, of COVID cases uh, per day. You know, a lot of places are going to be readapting to, you know, hybrid hybrid uh, work models. Um so it's going to continue to cause like Dark Tiger is saying, you know, these delays in the dev pipelines. It is it is absolutely the case for sure uh, that that's going to happen a lot. Um, and it's important to be able to do that. You know, we want everyone to be safe first. That's the thing that actually makes the most 
uh, is, the, is the thing that that actually matters the most is people being safe. So, you know, we're going to see this constant conversation happen back and forth about, you know, what needs to happen here? What are we trying to do in terms of that conversation? How are we trying to make sure people are safe? Um, so expect more delays to be a thing. I think that that's just going to be the way of the world into true, probably maybe the end of 2022. I think, you know, <clears throat> I think it just makes sense to be able to, to think about it in those terms. So don't get your hopes up, um, in, in, in all the ways, but also give the pre give people props who are getting games out in, in any state at this point. Like we have to be giving our deaf friends massive amounts of love to be like, look, we know what's not easy. You getting a game out at this point in, 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 in the world. And if you are able to get a game out, you have to, you know, have expectations for certain things to maybe not work as well, or, you know, games to be able to, uh, you know, you're not getting those quick, 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 super fast changes that you might've thought you would have gotten when it comes to, um, getting games into proper, proper, proper scope. Uh, so that's the thing that we have to pay attention to in a real way. Um, Another thing that dropped on the way of me being in transit uh, and, and being in between, you know, our usual drop date of usual Fridays uh, was the face cam from our friends over at Elgato. Uh, they put out a really cool piece of gear. I'm actually pretty excited to see more of what this is going to be. Uh, we got a, we got a version of it, um, in the crib. Uh, we'll show that off a little bit in the post show. Uh, but I'm excited for what this new piece of gear is going to be. Uh, you know, Elgato continues to put out fantastic, uh, pieces of gear. They continue to put out really awesome things for creators. This new face cam is really slick. Uh, has a fantastic sensor on it. Let me see if I can pull up uh, some of the uh, specs for all of you because that's the stuff that I that I that I love. You know, being able to see companies kind of move the the ball forward is always pretty fantastic. Uh, it is a really small, beautiful form factor. I kind of love the way that they've done it. So it has a prime lens on it with a f dot two point four aperture a focal length of 24 millimeters uh it gives uh, uh has, has a this anti uh uh load i'm sorry low dispersion glass so it re reduces the chromatic aberration so you see those kind of uh on the edges of your 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 scene you may see this kind of uh you know rgb effect that happens that reduces some of that enhances contrast tonality and sharpness um, and it also has a kind of anti-reflective, uh, coating. So that'll help, uh, reduce lens flare, which is, which is always really, really important. Um, I love the fact that they have that, that prime lens on it, it has a Sony Starvis CMOS sensor. Again, something that will capture a lot of detail and minimize noise. Uh, it's very, very cool, uh, in terms of its heat uh, dispersion. So you won't have a camera that will overheat. Um, being able to save some of your settings to flash memory is also really, really important. And that's a really cool feature. Uh, and, and again, it's like going to give you pretty much or, or close to potentially DSLR capture quality, depending upon, you know, how much light you're pulling in. Um, and 
you know, how you're kind of setting up your speeds 3.0 interface through a USB-C connector for plug and play. I love the fact that you can mount it on the, the edge of your camera. I mean, the edge of your monitor and it has the uh, quarter inch thread. So if you wanted to plug it on another mount, you could, uh, those things are, are, are pretty brilliant. And then you can also, again, through all the settings that you have through all the kind of integrated Elgato, uh, uh software, you can make all those things kind of talk together. You know, their, their camera hub that will also let you kind of poke into some of your, if you have the, uh, the, the, the lights, the key lights, all those things work really well together. That's the reason I really dig some of the stuff that, that Elgato puts out, you know, I have a stream deck, so you'll be able to, you know, use that to kind of, um, uh, control it. I'm again, I think that the thing that I like about what they're doing is they continue to have all these pieces talk together. That thing is really smart. I think when you think about this cohesive ecosystem of, 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 of products that you bring together, you know, I, I have not only some of their, um, I have the camera, I have the stream deck, I have their capture cards that I use to pull in gameplay. Um, and there's some pieces of the, of the, of the, the ecosystem that I don't have yet. Elgato come see your boy. Um, but I think what they continue to do is they really think about not only how you're using stuff for the streamer, but a lot of other content creation aspects that you can kind of just use together with, with their kit. I think that that's brilliant. It's always about how do you build out a better and smarter way to kind of connect all these things together so that you have a really cohesive, um, um, a platform of, 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 of products. Their microphones are fantastic. I've been using the wave when I go on trips. Um, you know, other folks are in the chat, Anto and Toronto is saying the stand is similar to the C90 C920, which was for a long time, the standard webcam before people were doing, uh, DSLR cams through, you know, Elgato cam links and things like that. You know, it is, it is a really smart time to be in this space. I think that there is a, a, a notion that you're tapping out or capping out on technology when it comes to streamers, because everybody's kind of using the same stuff. Uh, but I like the way that they have continued to try to kind of um, disrupt the space with newer, smarter, smaller form factors, things that you use to be able to connect other pieces together. Um, and I'm really excited for what they have coming down the pipeline. I think it's really fun that they continue to kind of look at that stuff and, and, and bridge off of it and build on it in a smart way. Um, one thing I want to show off before we leave, um, for this episode, pretty short episode. Again, it's not a lot of stuff to talk about this week that I care about. Um, you know, the gaming space continues to grow in, in, in smart ways and it continues to, 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 to make really fun, really fun, interesting moves. I think what we wind up seeing here is that we have a lot of things to kind of poke at, right? Like EA play is coming up this week. Uh, there are some games that I've been playing and checking out that I can't talk about yet, but we'll be talking about them as soon as I can. Um, how do we build good conversations around, um, you know, the space in a way that feels smart. Um, and also feels like we're, we're, we're continuing to grow the space. Again, I think that those things are really important. Um, and again, like, uh, you know, how do we connect to other creators in ways that feel really good? 
um, is also a conversation that we need to continue to grow. Um, I think that that's going to be a really, a really fun thing to dig into. I think I do want to share really quickly before we go. Um, and it looks like maybe we won't do the post show this week because uh, I saw some stuff that I just needed to, to take care of. Uh, but a thing that um, I wanted to share with you all uh, from a show standpoint that I want to get across is we've been thinking about how we grow on this channel, how we kind of move this channel forward, how we kind of, um, you know, build out some good information for all of you. And sometimes you really don't pay attention to how much a channel has grown over a short amount of time. Sometimes you just miss the, I, you know, the conversation around like what you're able to kind of do in a small for a small channel. I think that our channel is pretty small. I think we don't stream all the time. We don't stream in the ways that a lot of people stream on this channel. Um, you know, we mostly stream maybe once or twice a week. Uh, we've been building out good stuff because of, you know, our connections to folks like cloud nine Kaiser Permanente with our, uh, you know, presence of mind streams and all that kind of stuff. But I wanted to share some stats with you really quickly for what we've done from January until now. Uh, so it's basically seven months of work. Um, and I want to share these numbers with you. Not, uh, not as a thing. Cause I think, you know, sometimes people are like, well, are you trying to flex on, on people and, 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 and that kind of stuff? It's not about that. I think a thing that a lot of streamers don't do is they don't go behind the curtains and let you see what the process looks like and what the progress looks like, because a lot of people are only looking at the really big streamers. Um, and we are not that we are a very small stream, um, in terms of our numbers and our growth and that kind of stuff in terms of our reach. But we do get a lot of really good, um, uh, opportunities to do cool stuff with, with Twitch and other people. Um, and I think that for our channel, our reach is really important. Again, we, we, we want to continue to spotlight people of color. We want to continue to spotlight underrepresented groups. Um, and I just want to show you these numbers because I think it tells you what you can do if you're consistent, if you align with really good partners, if you work smart and not hard all the time, you don't have to stream for like eight hours a day, every day of the week to get really good progress on your, on your channel and get good, good conversations going. Um, this is just a snapshot of some of the statistics that we've done in 199 days, basically 200 days. We're almost on our 400th episode of our podcast. And I want to share these numbers because they make a lot of sense to folks who are, who are looking at it. And I'll share these for the folks who are in, in, in audio land. Um, our, the time that we've streamed in about seven months has been around 91 hours of content. So we've streamed about 92 hours of content over that time. We've almost had a million unique viewers. Um, the highest amount of folks that we've had watched the streams at one time has been almost 21,000. Um, and over that time period, we've been watched about 6 million hours or, or 6 million minutes of time. So I, I wanted to share that because I think, again, for all of you out there who are content creators, who may be fans of the show or maybe friends of Bricago and the, and the conversation in your head is like, well, you know, I don't know if I'm growing. I don't know what, what it looks like to, to, to get bigger. I don't know what it means to kind of be in a space to, to continue to grow. I never feel like I'm growing. It doesn't feel like I'm actually doing, doing cool stuff in that way. You know, we're a partner channel. We've been partnered for about three or three and a half years now, I think maybe even four. Um, and those numbers are great numbers for our show. 
your metrics may look very different, but like that number of 91 hours streamed, it just like, like, I don't know what 91 hours equates to. Like how many days is that? 91 hours equals, uh, equal uh, in days. So that's like, if we stream straight for three point, it's 91 hours equals like almost four days straight of content, right? That's a short amount of time to, 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 to kind of have streamed. But if you think about what we've done over the past year, we've been on the front page of Twitch numerous times, you know, that amount of viewers for only three amount, like three days, four days of viewership, almost a million viewers in that amount of time, you know, we were a part of the black, uh, uh, black history month stuff, you know, on billboards in times square, you know, featured this month in the talk, the talk show, uh, category because of the work that we do. We're not streaming that much, but we're getting really good traction. So, I mean, again, it means we're doing something right in terms of how do we talk about our brand? How do we talk about the show? How do we connect with other streamers and content creators? How do we reach outside of our circle to get things done again, depending upon what you want your you know, your, your, your channel to be and how, how far you want that to, 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 to go will determine how you maneuver and how some of that stuff works. So again, I, I, I put those numbers out as a good, like be able to think of what you want your shows to be, what you want your channels to be and how you can achieve some goals with not super wild amounts of effort. I'm not streaming crazy amounts of hours. I just can't. Um, uh, but we're growing every day and we're striving every day. We're almost at 4 million views on our, on our channel, uh, with almost 9,000 followers. And that's taken some time. But again, I think that that is a thing that, um, to make it happen, you know, winners win in the chat. I, I know you fam, we got to get you back on the show. So again, I think framing all of that stuff for yourself is really important. You have to take audit of your wins. You have to take audit of the work you do. And you have to try to figure out ways that those numbers equate to what you want. Um, 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 that kind of, uh, you know, success to look like success is a very important thing. Um, and it's really dope to be able to see the growth that we've done on the channel because of all of you, uh, here on, on Twitch and in, and in podcast land. Uh, so we want to continue to push that thing forward. We want to continue to make dope things happen. And we, we will only do that with the help of all of you. So, Expect some really interesting and fun uh, 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 guests on the show coming up. I have my hands in a couple of pots to figure out some cool things that we're going to do. We have some real fun activations that are going to be happening soon. Some potential really dope partnerships as well. Uh, and yeah, and I'm going to be, you know, I don't know how streaming schedules are going to change and how the cadence of shows are going to change. You know, we do this show, we do corner three, which is our basketball podcast, uh, which we definitely got to get winners win on um, at some point. Uh, and you know, with me traveling more and more down to LA for work, I don't know yet what the cadence is going to look like. So, you know, I'll keep you all, uh, on point about some of that stuff, uh, moving forward so that you have a good idea of what you can expect for the show. 
uh, which means I'll probably have to figure out a way to do some more mobile recording like I did on the episode a couple weeks ago uh, on my iPad and stuff and, and figure out how the streaming stuff is going to wind up working. So I'm probably going to need to build out a good streaming rig, uh, you know, to, to get some of that stuff done for sure. Um, I'll show off the face cam a little bit later. I have to go get some lunch and I got to go figure out a couple things that just popped up. Uh, but for everybody who's here in Twitch land, thank you so much for, for coming and rocking on this very impromptu stream uh, for the episode. Everybody in podcast land, this will go up uh, probably Monday morning. So you'll have this in your in your podcast inbox waiting for you to listen to. Uh, and again, thank you, everybody, for, for, for all the love in the chat. Thank everybody for for the conversations around, you know, all the good stuff with me joining Riot and all those good things as well. And all the good vibes that we get over on on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see you all very very soon uh we'll see you all next week with some more dope stuff on our usual time which is wednesdays wednesday evenings 6 p.m pst uh we'll see you all then and we'll see you in the streets of Chicago. we'll see you very very soon much love to you all we'll see you soon peace <laughs>